Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What was that? Hey, that two, sounded like you were mad. I'm not mad. Oh. But two years ago, we came to this stadium. I did Oh, you, you didn't come. That's near. right. Yeah. I came, yeah. drove down to South Florida, watched Florida State lose by 42 points to the Miami Hurricanes. 24 months later, we're back. Florida State wins by 42 points, 45-3, to a game that was not ever close, uh, but it certainly wasn't close when Miami lost their quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke. It wasn't close when he was in the game either. At all. But it completely unraveled at that point. Uh, it's the second most dominant win for Florida State in this rivalry history. I mean, and it felt like it was worse than 45 to 3. Yeah, it did. And we should let people know we, we are here in the stadium. Yes. We're in the bowels. Uh, we were actually on the field, but they were playing Drake, and we were worried about copyright with YouTube. So we didn't want, the, we didn't want to get flagged. So we moved in here. It was a little quieter. And we know Drake's a fan. He probably would give us, but we just haven't had a chance exactly, to talk to exactly. him. Exactly. Well, I haven't, I haven't texted him since the yeah. game ended. So we'll see. We'll see. If, I'm sure he's got, actually, I should check it now, but I'll wait till we're done. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I thought Florida State would win. I thought there was a chance they could win comfortably. I never envisioned anything like that. Um, it was just, I mean, four takeaways? What are we doing here? Who's this team? But, uh, you know, and some of them, you know, Garcia threw it right to them. But you put pressure on them because your offense kept doing what your offense does. Your offense scored early. It scored often. Um, only threw the ball 12 times, but it didn't matter. I mean, we're, we're, you were looking at offense, and I think I said this earlier this week now, I mean, you can't argue it anymore. This is one of, one of the better offenses in the United States. It's a very good offense. The kid that's running it is doing a phenomenal job running it. Norvell um, is doing a really nice job as a play caller, and there are weapons everywhere. Your leading rusher hasn't even played the last two weeks, and you've done what you've done. You run for 250 yards in two straight games. And I thought Trey Benson was one of these storylines, maybe the storyline on offense. That guy has just found an extra something that maybe he did, I didn't know that he had and he was a fine running back, but five, six weeks ago, I didn't know he was this guy. He was a pretty dominant player out there on well, he, Saturday night. Yeah, he even said that he's kind of learning more about himself because in high school, he was, so, he was on a dominant team, and he was so fast that he would just hit a hole and be gone. He's now getting an opportunity in college to learn how to run through tackles, and he said he kind of surprised himself with some of those second and third efforts he, uh, he had today. I mean, just a dominant performance over another game with over 100 yards rushing, uh, two really physical touchdowns. Uh, and it was a, two weeks in a row now where Jordan Travis is wearing a baseball cap in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, that's been a while since Florida State's had a quarterback that could do that. Yeah, and, and just the, this team, like I thought the defense, that was by far the best it's played. Now I know it was, it's hard to gauge because it's my, you know, Miami doesn't have the best offense. <laughs> they don't have the best offense. They right? clearly don't. But, uh, man, I, I just thought that was exactly what you're looking for. Nothing easy. Um, intercepted balls that were thrown to you, which is nice. Picked up fumbles when they handed them to you. That was nice. 
and didn't give up a touchdown on the first drive of the second half, which was very encouraging. All of it was encouraging. It was just a complete and utter beatdown. Miami had less than 100. What, they have 70 yards at half? Yeah, 76 yards And Florida half State had 300? Yeah, over 300. It's a recipe to win. And, um, you know, when you, you talked about it, but when you think about where this program was two years ago, it's where it is. I mean, that was a dark day, man. I know it was his first year, and it was a COVID year. And he wasn't was, even here. It was dark days for all of us back then in September of 2020, but he wasn't even here because he had COVID. Yeah. Um, and he was sitting there in a COVID fever dream watching his team lose 52-10, to 10, and not a great Miami team. And then two years later, as he pointed out, his first trip here, he's 1-0 yeah, here. Yeah, he's uh, quick clarify Well, that. he did not say he was 1-0. He really does. <laughs> this is his team, and that was his loss. But um, his first trip here, to, for, for what's happened in these 24 months, um, two straight wins now over Miami, a 42-point beatdown in their building, which has to be the biggest win in an opponent's uh, stadium in this in this program history. Well, certainly for Florida State it is because the the biggest yeah. one was 47 nothing at, at Doak in '97. Man, that that's a that's a good night for this program. That is a good night if you're a Florida State fan. It's a good night for that coaching staff, especially. I imagine they might be even calling recruits. I mean, everything about tonight was perfect. It's not just that you won the game and you show, yeah, we're six and three. We were five and seven last year. We were better. You just dominated one of your chief rivals and guys that are a rival that's trying to get all the players you want. You just completely throttled them. And in some ways, it's not just the final score because, like you said, Miami's not a good football team, and they're certainly not a good. Um, they've not had a good oh, season. still out. There's three games left. Let's see how it. They're not plays a good out. football team, and they have a terrible offense, especially when they don't have Van Dyke. But I thought what was cool about this win is all the things we've all kind of been wringing our hands about: situational football, scoring before halftime, not letting the other team score right after halftime, uh, the the red zone conversions, and then one big one was the last time this team played a rival. They completely let their emotions get a hold of them yeah. and just take over that game. They lost at Florida last year because they got too emotional in that game. Florida's players and Jordan Travis got hurt. That helped. That didn't. That but Florida's, didn't. Play, Florida's players were talking trash before that game. Florida State's players got out of their minds and lost complete control and composure, and that's a big reason why they lost. This game was completely different. This team came out focused. They came out determined. They executed well. Jamie Robinson, had a, Jamie Robinson, who had a great game, had a great quote after the game. He said, look, we knew they were going to come out and talk trash. We just had to bust them in the mouth. And, man, they busted them in the mouth over and over on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and I, Tatum Bethune I, I thought was really impressive. Uh, I don't, you know, he, he, uh, he certainly isn't 100% healthy, but he was out there and gutted it out. He said he cried last yeah, night. Before but, the game. Before, also, no, yeah. sorry, before the game he cried. And uh, he said he grew up five minutes from here from this stadium. And, again, I, I want to stress, we are in the stadium. Um, he grew up uh, five minutes from here, uh, never played, got to play a game here. Um, grew up a Miami fan. He just said it was he had never felt the emotions like that. But, he, man, he played. He played well. The whole defense played well. Um, Jared Burse and his first rival taste of a real rivalry game. I don't know who Albany's rival is, but I can't imagine it's on the same level as Florida State-Miami. Um, he played well. Just Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one 
e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. What what this program did, and, and you the, the, the talk about the maturation about not letting the emotions get the best of you, the moment get the better of you, is good because, man, if this program's going where you think it could go, you're going to play in a lot of big games and a lot of big moments, man. And I thought they did a good job in New Orleans of handling that. By the way, pretty good win you had there to start the season. Yeah, that, that win's uh, looking pretty solid yeah. right now. Um, so for them to handle that the way they have, uh, they handled New Orleans well, and I thought they handled, uh, they really handled tonight well, clearly, because I know if you tuned in at halftime or a little bit after, you didn't, it looked like a normal Miami game. Uh, but it was a it was a real crowd. Yeah. It was a Miami crowd, and they were into it, and they wanted to be into it. It was not just a. These it wasn't guys, fifty fifty. I mean, no. it was probably eighty to twenty. Miami. Eighty to twenty, yeah. And and they were into it. They were loud. It was a, they were lubed up. It was a Saturday night game, and then you immediately go down the field and score, um, and then you get a stop, or they kick a field goal. Then you go down and score again, and you just took the crowd, and they're not used to being in the games anyway. But you took them completely out of the game, which was just, I, I thought, um, a really important part of what you're trying to build when you handle moments, you handle rivalries. you got another one coming up in three weeks. They, we'll see how you handle that on a Friday night. But I thought that was a nice step to play that composed and that, uh, like, you, like you asked Norvell about, situationally detail-oriented, where they were perfect in the red zone, they were good on third down, they were good at getting off the field on third down on defense. Everything good teams do, they did tonight. It wasn't a perfect night for Florida State's family because uh, one of their fans got into an altercation with some Miami fans well, during two, the game. Yeah, yeah, there were two FSU fans. One well, of them one of really, them really did not go well. And, yes. Uh, I mean, that was right in front of us. It was, it was like a pro Twitter. wrestling match. Yeah. And my man, hopefully you're all right, buddy. Whoever you are, hopefully you're all right. Because he's watching this. He took an L tonight. That he was did a, take an L, but he, you, took a, you got he a was, dub. He you was outnumbered. But that was a tough one. He um, ate a W, and then he ate a lot of fists. And that, that was it. That was at halftime. So I'm, I imagine he was in the student section. Yeah. So I imagine some he might videos have, out there on the yeah, Twitter. Yeah, you're going to see some videos of that. Uh, but overall, again, you know, the other thing I was impressed by was in the post game press conference. Man, those guys didn't seem like overjoyed. I mean, like they were satisfied. Yeah. And they were, you know, pleased. But it didn't feel like it did against LSU. Aslan asked a couple of the guys in the post game about how excited they were when they beat LSU and you had the FSU's back and those comments. That's not how they acted tonight. I mean, they were, it was very much like they expected to do this. Yeah. And this isn't the end of the journey. Yes. I think that's a good sign. Oh, I, absolutely. And uh, yeah, man, and I think, again, they, Jamie Robinson, Jordan Travis talked about yeah. how they were, uh, there was a, little, a lot of trash talking. Um, I asked him about the putting the baby to sleep after the last touchdown. He said he didn't remember doing it. Yeah. I don't know if he remembers shushing the crowd after the second <laughs> touchdown. Like, Jordan was he into it a little he bit. He doesn't remember all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. He so said he got caught up in the moment. He got caught up in the moment. He didn't really remember it. But it's cool that he gets moments like that. And, he, yeah. he, and Norvell brought it up repeatedly. We talked to him about 30 minutes ago. Well, when you're watching this longer ago than that, but um, that he that, that he preached to the team that this was important, right? You know, and I, I like that about Norvell. I, I like that he. It's not. It's just about us. It's a faceless opponent. Blah blah blah. He preaches to them how important Miami and Florida are. He does. He he says this isn't another game. This isn't just another game, and I don't treat it as such. The only two teams he mentions at the start of every preseason camp, he says, are Miami and Florida. Well, this was one of them, and he said they played like they had been preparing all year for it. And that's, man, that's a, a, again, a good sign. We'll see how they handle uh, the day after Thanksgiving, because um, that, that team actually has an offense that can move the ball a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, I think, again, when you're, when you're looking at a game like this, obviously this team isn't going to win national championship, and that wasn't Jimmy Johnson's Miami Hurricanes that you just beat. Not quite. Um, not quite. But when you're tr- trying to judge where a program is and where it's going, when you start checking off these landmarks and checking off these boxes, it's good to see these kind of wins and these yeah. kind of uh, dominating wins. Also, it's two weeks in a row. Two, yeah. weeks, two years ago, you lost to Georgia Tech at home. Yeah. You beat the bejesus out of them last week. Right. And then here you go against Miami, who you lost to by 42 points two years ago. You just beat them by 42 points. I don't know how often there's been an 84-point swing in a rivalry in two years, uh, but it really is remarkable. And, you know, the other thing I think when you look at this, this team right now is they're 6-3. and three. They became bowl eligible, Corey. We're going to a bowl, baby. I can't wait. I can't We're wait. Where we go? Where we go? Not Shreveport either. We're not coming to you. <laughs> We're not coming to you, Shreveport. They're six and three. They've got three games left, and Syracuse just lost their third straight game. So now that game, you know, you got to feel good about going into that game up in Syracuse next Saturday. Uh, then you got Louisiana at home, and then you got the Gators. And the Gators, man, sh- that should be a fun game because Florida looked good against Texas A&M, right? And uh, got a win there. So this season, though, there's still so much on the table. When they lost those three straight games to ranked teams, you start to wonder, man, is this season going to teeter and you know maybe fall off? But they have come back strong, and they have a chance to go eight and four, nine and three. Really, a solid chance to go nine and three. Yeah, I mean, I think now the way they played tonight and the way Syracuse has looked, Florida State's going to be favored in ever the, the last, last three games, games clearly. And then depending on who they get in the bowl, they'll probably be and whoever's deciding to play in a bowl game that isn't in a playoff game, they'll pro- they might be favored in that. And then you really can kind of look down the barrel of a 10-win season. Not the way you thought it would go where, you know, a four-game winning streak, a three-game losing streak, a six-game winning streak. But if you can get anywhere near there, nine or ten wins, um, after a five-win season and after a three-win season, man, again, you, you start stacking on accomplishments, you start stacking on, stacking on wins, and maybe you can start running this state again. Now, as you said, the recruiting is going to be a big – there's going to be a big emphasis on that after this win. Mike Nordell talked about during the week. He didn't downplay that either. He said, look, this is important. We need to play well and win this game for, to show recruits what we're doing. Mario Cristobal's in his first year. It would have been a bad look if Mike Nordell came down here yes. and lost. And he certainly did not do that. Uh, we've got plenty of coverage at warchant.com. All the post-game press conference videos are up. Aslan's already got those up. Corey wrote a column. Uh, also, if you get a chance, I wrote a feature on Tatum Bethune that we posted on the site on Saturday. Miami native getting to come back and home and play. Had a great game tonight. So that feature about him and his journey is up at warchant.com as well. Stay tuned for all of our coverage. Uh, it should be a fun week to write about Florida State football. For Aslan and Corey, this is Ira signing off from Hard Rock Stadium, 45-3. to 3.